We came from Caladan, a paradise world for our form of life. There existed no need on Caladan to build a physical paradise or paradise of the mind. We could see the actuality all around us, and the price we paid was the price men have always paid for achieving paradise in this life. We went soft. We lost our edge. From Muad'Dib Conversations by the Princess Irulan. Riding in on the wings of a dune yet again, it's I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. That cutie over there, he's Rory Voy. Hi. And he has read Dune, damn it. And then we are two peons who have never read Dune. We're the story boys. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. And we're back, baby. We got another big chunk of Dune, another big hunk of Dune to chew on. Like a, like a baseball player in left field, just chewing on Dune and spitting out that dis- disgusting sauce. It's it's bad. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting. It, it, page-wise, this is not too chunky. Um, no, no. Uh, but we are going through four chapters, and there's sort of four disparate chapters. So th- there may be sort of a, uh, I don't know, a, uh, a vertigo as we whip around Arrakis. Yeah, maybe that's what the, the nasty sauce is that we spit out. <laughs> Is is vomit from disorientation? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, it does feel fitting, though, because, like, it seems like we're out of book one. We're starting to clip, you know? Plot yeah, yeah, beats yeah. are starting to sort of come closer together. We're, you know, we've gotten all the exposition out of the way and shit's, like, happening. Speaking of shit happening, what happened last time, last week on I've Read Dune? What did we, what did we experience? Okay, I might need some help with this because um, I'm trying to think here. So mm-hmm, we had mm-hmm. we had a fight scene happen yeah. with Duncan Idaho, and yeah, in like a Kynes, hallway, right? Right, like, he like had a like a hallway. <laughs> yeah, he had like a cool action movie hallway fight um, against I want to say Sardaukar. Yeah, correct. Yeah, okay, and Kynes was there. First, Idaho was like, go on without me. I'll, I'll stay here. And then Kynes was like, go on without me. And then it they was won't just kill me. I'm Kynes. Paul and Jessica kept on fleeing. Um, and yeah. they were fleeing some sort of facility. They briefly went to. Uh, now I'm trying to. I, now I am unfortunately trying to recall the order. They, they did go to the ecology building. Uh, but when they fled, in, when they fled, oh, so that would have to be first. That when they fled by Ornithopter, it was through a, uh, from some kind of uh, rock cave uh, hideout. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then so went through some tunnels. We see like Smash Cut and the Sardaukar 
and the Baron have captured Kynes, I believe. Yeah. And we haven't seen it, but it is, re- it is reported. It is reported. And is that when they say that actually they shouldn't kill Kynes? It's like there's like a debate, right? There's like a debate about killing Kynes. I think we're, I think we can we can probably infer it's a similar situation to the Duke. This this person's under imperial protection. You can't just go around icing them. Right. Yeah. Right. And then then we're back to Paul and Jessica, and they are trudging through the dunes again. Yeah. <laughs> and and then there's a dune pit. There's a dune a, a dune hole, and <laughs> Jessica gets trapped in it. And Paul has to make a baking soda vinegar volcano to get the food out that Jessica, yeah. that they also dropped. She carelessly dropped <laughs> while meditating in the dune hole. <laughs> uh, you have I, 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 full marks, Austin, from my perspective as a person who does take a lot of notes when we do this. I will also say there's one piece you left out, which is that we met, we met the Baron's nephew, his other nephew, Raban, who is a muscle-minded tank brain. Yes, that's right. Uh, except maybe not because he seems to be pretty astute. Uh, cool. He certainly he has seems muscles. to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where we left off, and now we get to hand hand the reins over to our bestie Rory to 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 cushion our our fall into the dune hole. All right, we are going to open up on chapter twenty eight. This one is kind of, is sort of too short to to sort of have a a really a, a early title for a really pithy title. So let's call it. Uh, the one where we find out where Gurney is. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we meet Gurney. He's hanging out. Uh, he's talking to a smuggler uh, named Tuke or Tuik. Oh, is this where we meet Han? This is where we meet Han Solo. <laughs> uh, Tuik sort of gives Gurney the, the 411 because assumedly anybody who, is, who escaped death from the, the palace is a little out of the loop other than they know the palace blew up. The palace fully blew up. Yeah, I believe. Did we so. know that? No, I'm sorry. The palace is not blown up. It's not. Oh. Not. No. 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 Um, but there were explosions. Um, okay. Fucking tight, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. So so Gurney's been on just like a cool Hawaiian vacation or something, or <laughs> I don't know, off on assignment. We're catching him in media res right now. He was off on assignment. You remember he uh, he came to Duke Lado. During ducal time, for uh, and then and then went, <laughs> yes. and then was promptly sent away right away. So um, okay, uh, I believe he was with the Fremen. It's been a minute now since we've checked in with Gurney. Yeah, Tuik tells tells Gurney the same thing that you know was reported to the Baron. Basically, that there's just no possible way Paul and Jessica are alive. So you know, sorry, bro. Yeah, knowing this, knowing that, but uh, in this case, because Gurney just just believes it, right? Paul and Jessica are dead. The Duke is dead. Gurney wants to uh, wants to take the fight to the Harkonnens. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Playing his guitar the whole way. Uh, Tuick uh, sort of uh, advises Temperance in the moment. Like, if first off, you don't have a spaceship. You know, <laughs> oh, fuck. You're right. You want to get, get on mine, and I'm the boss of this one, so. You don't even have ocean power. You don't even have <laughs> ocean power. <laughs> Uh, so let's, uh, but Brightside also hate that dude. Let's fucking do it, bro. But, you know, we're still smugglers. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so Gurney signs up with the smugglers. 
Tuik tries to get him to command his men to uh, to also join the smugglers. And Gurney's like, eh, bro, they've gone way above the Call of Duty. They're going to do what they want to do. Nah. Fair enough. Uh, but of course, that's a cool guy thing to say. And then everybody, as far as I can tell, everybody signs up. <laughs> like, oh, well, they this were, does sound like fun. <laughs> I thought they were busy playing Call of Duty. Yeah, they were playing Call of Duty. Nah. Sorry, nah. I wasn't listening. Gurney goes to the side of one of his men who who's not doing so hot, who's dying. And uh, he just wants Gurney to sing him a, sing him a guitar song. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Wait, sorry, does that mean he sings the guitar part? <laughs> well, he, he's described as singing, but I, I just don't imagine he leaves the guitar behind. Oh, like when sure. I'm in the car and I'm like, sing me the solo to Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> the solo, the solo, oh, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do something simpler? <laughs> uh, and that's chapter 28. All right. Oh, he, sort sings of a, us, he sings us to sleep. Tell me about it. It's pretty fucking boring. Whoa. <laughs> hey, maybe keep your thoughts to yourself. Rory's doing us a really nice favor here. He telling worked us really all hard doing. in this chapter. <laughs> all right banging into 29 same let's call this one let's call oh nice let's call <laughs> this one let's call this one uh you know thumper steals the show <sighs> that's choice uh okay so we're gonna open on uh paul and jessica breaking down camp in the i guess it's not morning because they walk at night but you know um based on their sleep cycles it's they've they've arisen and are breaking down camp to yeah. get to hiking. Paul says he's got a so they're they're about to cr- they're gonna cross open desert and so they've got they've got to kind of consider how that's gonna work without getting gobbled up by sandworms. Now before were they not crossing open desert? Is this like the first time? I guess in my head I'm just imagining they're all just walking on open desert across dunes. But have they been uh, like through uh, rocks you, and you, canyons? But, but you, and- You've used now two different words or two different descriptors, and this is sort of the point I was making: open desert and across dunes, large, you know, piles above the ground. Oh. So, so you're saying they're entering a very flat, duneless right. stretch of desert? Yes. Oh no, no dunes. I know. No what dunes. are we gonna going fucking to fucking do? They're going into a valley. Well, you should stay at the dunes, apparently, because valleys are fucking dangerous. Never leave your dune, bro. (laughs) Stick to your dune. (laughs) (laughs) Women and children are assigned a dune. Do not not deviate from your dune. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So so, uh, Paul has a device called a thumper uh, that gets buried in the sand and uh, basically a sandworm bait, right? It's it's an electric, you know, it's a... Fly, uh, fly fishing sort of thing. I'm sorry, I'm mixing metaphors, but it is. It gets buried in the sand and is meant to attract sandworms, and it's and it creates a thump big enough that gives you a little bit of. Uh, I probably won't be attracting sandworms with this thing going off. A little yeah. bit of protection. And Paul just has this for fun. It must have been in the pack, although it was not described up till now. Uh, sure, unless sure, he's sure. unless he has built it in the in the intermediate time. But this is this is our first introduction to the thumper. Okay. <laughs> so they set it up and he tells his mom we're going to wa- there's like a way to walk. I've been watching the Fremen from their previous times. The uh, and Austin has has brought it up, but it, and it may have come up in the in the 
in the book, but uh, not with the description of the how and the why that the Fremen walk without rhythm, right? Yeah, I've just been imagining like the Monty Python silly walks. Um, so <laughs> I, any sort of it, extra detail you could give me might be it helpful. Is, it's, it's really hard to tell. You know they walk single file, so they're not walking crazy. But I, I imagine maybe there's just a little shift in your gait. Like, you know, imagine you have a, a, a pebble in your shoe, so you kind of don't walk... Oh. You're just not walking evenly. You're kind of being careful on or one your foot. Balls you, hurt. Yeah, or your balls are dragging on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta worms hate that. <laughs> Those are my thumpers. Oh god. Uh, anyway, they uh, they set off the thumper and head out. Then, while they're in open sand, they come across what they're what they call what is called drum sand. Drum sand. Yeah, which is is a little, a, leaves a little, I mean, it, it does a good job evoking what it is, right? The, like walking oh, on that it is extra, it's extra bangy. Yeah, 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 it communicates extra. The science of the drum sand, I don't know. Sure. But some kind of valley with some kind of hollow, you know, hollow space beneath it that, you know, it's just real loud. Bonka bonk. Bonka bonka bonk. Oh, I was imagining like, it's sounding like beatboxing every step you take. <laughs> Uh, so basically they're like, fuck it. You know, this is the, um, you know, uh, in the Ocean's Eleven movie or the Ocean's whom, whomever, whichever number, right? They've set off the alarm from their careful plan and now it's just fucking run, fucking let's go. Okay. Cheese um, it, basically. Cheese it. Yeah. Do you think they call it the Ocean's Number series internally when they're working on new movies? Probably. Sorry, that's not for the podcast. I just really fucking <laughs> I was trying to. Oh boy, I was really trying to come up with a way to razz you for that one. <laughs> Danny Ocean takes a thing. <laughs> it's not always Danny. Yeah, but I feel like it is mostly Danny. Yeah, but there's, if there's if there's at least one with Sandra Bullock, they should get Frank Ocean in on one. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. But it's just him, so it's the first. It's Ocean's One. Yeah, it's Ocean's One, and he's and really and bad. And it's a Frank Ocean concept. I f- don't you think that they should, at some point, actually cast a real ocean in the movie rather than just using white actors again and again? Uh, anyway, Paul and Jessica book it for some for some outcropping, uh, some rocks in the distance. Uh, they manage to make it, though there is that... Uh, you know, classic scene of a giant sandworm sort of shooting up out of the out of the ground right behind him. Probably just missing them. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. Then before it, you know, comes back for any greater harm, uh, they hear a different thumper out in the distance, and uh, and the the worm uh, wants more thumpers. Fun fact: the uh, the sandworms from Dune actually inspired the shark from Jaws. Probably. Damn, yeah, that is that? actually probably true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the just, the influence. It's it, it's hard to go back in time and sort of uh, having not been present for the influence of Dune firsthand to know what it did and didn't influence. But it, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, another little known fact: no one's ever been chased by anything scary since, uh, until Frank Herbert described it in Dune. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, the, it, I I like Austin's point. I mean, I don't know that it's a literal one to one, but like. Is there a sort of monster from beneath the sea, like sort of a jaw Jaws-like creature that's comparable before Jaws, before Dune? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, in real history, yeah, the Kraken. <laughs> in real history, also sharks. 
<laughs> no, no, the shark from Jaws is is made up. It's a fake. It's a fake yeah, shark. It's a fake shark, but sharks are real. They do eat things. I'm, well, I mean, the way the movies are real, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where we're. I don't know where this disconnect is happening. If you, <laughs> I'll tell you where it's happening. The, there, yes, they have washed up potential evidence of sharks. <laughs> But we haven't observed, like, real sharks. So, you know, I'm willing to pretend if you are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's clearly, it's clear that the ones, everyone that we've ever seen, right, is is a man-made construction. They don't even have bones. Where are the bones? Where are the bones? I ask they you. Do. Sharks do have bones. <laughs> Hashtag sharks have bones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Paul and Jessica are safe. Uh, yeah, and uh, within their sort of uh, rocky outcropping, uh, they also uh, find themselves in, uh, by Dune standards, some kind of garden. Um, hmm. You know, there's bushes, there's green life. It is not, it's not described in, in, in uh, glossy detail. But there's bushes. It's, it's, uh, it's a place to hang. It's a, like, a, you know, the way you would if you were crossing a real desert and found an oasis, you'd be like, I'd be here. See, I'd I'm, yeah. I'm imagining like someone's stepmom's house in Arizona. Like there's just like nice cactuses and tiles and maybe, you know, she's got a big chunky ne- necklace with turquoise and she's like, hey. I think, I think that's reasonable. I mean, there's no, there's no turquoise lady, but like, uh. I think it could, I think, that, I think it could be mostly cactus. This is, this is Arrakis. Sure. Um, but there's Arrakis. there's some there's some That's, plant life, thank you. and uh, <laughs> Paul believes that, given that they've been around quite a bit of Dune with no plant life, that they can probably meet up with some fremen here. Ah, like this is a spot, right? If it's not man-made, then it is at least important because it's got because plant life is the so here. It looks like a good place for a stepmom to retire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Paul says he's going to wait for the Fremen, and then they hear a voice saying, most people think that's a pretty stupid idea. Ooh. Fade, fade to black. Oh. Ooh. Oh, shit. I like that. Uh, chapter 30. So we did a little, we did a little check-in on, uh, on Gurney Halleck, who we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, we are going to open now on Dr. Kynes crawling through the dunes. Ah. So as we mentioned, this is this is def- this is super in media res. We, there's a lot we have not seen between uh, last we saw Kynes and what we've heard about him, and now where we are. Because the Harkonnens can't just outright kill him; they've just you know taken him to Arrakis and let the let the planet do it. Got it. Got it. They've set him loose. The, yeah. Uh, so they just dropped him in the desert. No still suit. No water. Just uh, this is a death sentence. It's just they their hands are forensically clean got it yeah uh anyways kinds is uh, kinds is crawling through the desert he's not doing so hot he oh what? Hears... he's not using his planetology degree <laughs> <laughs> uh he's going to hear the disembodied voice of his father uh it's funny because kinds kinds has no awareness of this sort of like hallucinations that come that we, we've seen in a million movies of somebody no water in the desert, just sort of seeing things, right? Yeah. Right, so he's just like Paul dressed up like a big ham sandwich. <laughs> no, he's 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 ironically quite salient and very annoyed that his dad is just like here 
telling him shit he already knows about ecology. <laughs> so so he's in some sort of like dynasty ecologist. Lo- uh, God, I'm already house. about to die and now I have to see my dad again. Fuck. <laughs> That's the literal tone uh, of what's going on. Uh, he can start to smell what he calls pre-spice. Some sort of, some oh, sort of. Uh, sorry, I don't. Oh, oh I know I mean, what he's talking about. Yeah, usually a you little know. bit, a little bit comes out. <laughs> when you're before. giving it just a little bit of attention. So the problem is, <laughs> spice kind of cooks under the sand, and uh, there's a chemical process, not unlike Paul's uh, changes, uh, sure, that are happening <laughs> in his body. <laughs> yes, I was going to say the the baking soda volcano. Ah, okay. It's another good euphemism. Mm-hmm. Kynes has um, a lofty discussion with his father about uh, their their dual plans for making Arrakis a green planet with with bodies of water and a wet wind and a wet wind. <laughs> wet <laughs> wind. <laughs> sounds like a prank someone played on me in grade school. <laughs> I think I know what I want to name a sailboat, and it's definitely wet wind. So here is <laughs> here is Kind's dilemma. He knows that uh, when this pocket of uh, of pre spice bursts, then uh, that's going to oh, attract yeah. that's going to attract a sandworm. What doesn't attract a sandworm? Well, uh, noise anything but noise. List on sand. of turnoffs include. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't do noise on sand, Andy. It, it has come up a lot. I'll grant you that, but it mm-hmm. is actually not that. It's pretty avoidable, I would say. I would Fair say enough. if if you know a good chunk of your population gets eaten by sandworms, a lot of the conversation will be what does and doesn't attract <laughs> sandworms. <laughs> All right, you've you've won me over. In a in a sort of in a in an odd omen moment, so so um, hawks start to circle around Doctor Kynes, uh, which I think we can read as sort of a vulture parallel. It, but he he is hopeful that uh, perhaps either these are trained hawks from the Fremen, or perhaps the Fremen will want to hunt them for food. That uh, there's a chance he's getting out of this, right? Like maybe they can do tricks. Yeah. Um, but the hawks fly away, and the sand explodes and kills Doctor. Oh no! What? Whoa! It's, it's a very, it's a very unceremonious ending for our for our friend the planetologist. Damn! What the fuck? And by sand explodes, meaning it was a, a swarm. It was a, a, no, it no, was, no. This was the no. He was the the pre spice explosion. He just oh. he just blew up. He just full blown blew up. Right. He just he couldn't hold it in anymore. <laughs> And uh, that is, that's the end of 30. What the fuck? So he was having visions of his dad, and then he's dead now. I'm interested to see how he's like, like, Herbert chose to show us this, even though no one's around to hear what he says or enjoy it, except the reader. Like, I'm interested how this is going to be relevant. Is it sort of this, like, melancholic dream that will never be realized of, like, this sort of dream to make Arrakis green is Mm -hmm. then like with his death is kind of like the death of that hope ever happening. I think that's a great reading of it. I think there's, thank you. (laughs) Uh, I guess Austin gets a turn too. I think there's also, you know, we've played quite a bit, uh, this novel with dramatic irony, right? We, 
And we couldn't yeah. be setting that up. The reader has gotten to know quite a bit of the story that our characters are not privy to. And also leads to scenes where people have to waste a whole chapter getting caught up. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, they've been they've been shorties. The one where Gurney had to get caught up on the story so far. And then there was the one where... Gurney, Gurney reads the book. <laughs> Gurney reads the book. Uh, and we also kind of caught up with uh, with Yue that time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it happens. But uh, sometimes compelling. Sometimes it's sort of like... Uh, I don't know that there's been a lot of stakes involved besides maybe Hawat thinking Jessica is uh, is a traitor. Sure. A lot of times it's just like we know something that nobody else knows and that we'll never know it until it's too late. Uh, but that's uh, that's 30. Which you didn't title, but I imagine is called something like, oh, no, my pre-spice or a pre-spice <laughs> explosion. I thought I did give it a name, but uh, I didn't oh, have it- like a. But uh, similar to, I, I just thought I said one. It was sort of in 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 flow state. Uh, similar to uh, to twenty eight. It's too short to really give mm-hmm. a, a solid name, uh, especially that didn't blow the load of what happens at the end. <laughs> oh, guys, uh, we could call it. We could call it the pre spice bugaboo. <laughs> sure. Uh, chapter. Th- if you if you were worried that there wouldn't be a really stellar title, though. Oh, I got you. Fuck yeah. Chapter 31 is going to cut back to Paul and Jessica. And we are calling this chapter. I have to grab my notebook for this one. Worm-faced, crawling, sand-brained piece of lizard turd. Whoa. That sounds like a quote from the book. That's a quote from the book. That's a sick burn if I've ever heard one. (laughs) I want you to say it one more time. So this, I was trying to enunciate. I'm going to try to say it with like the affectation and one can imagine saying it like you worm faced, crawling, sand brained piece of lizard turd. Mm. Wow. It's chewy. It's fucking chewy. Yeah. Bantha poodoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're back at the bushes. The Fremen approach Paul and Jessica. Um, Paul recognizes uh, a man named Stilgar, the Fremen Duncan Idaho, introduced yeah, them to at right. the party, who will also be referred to as Still, uh, as far as I can tell, interchangeably. The Fremen call him Still, but sure. assume it's Alex, short for Alexander, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he's never going to stop being Gar. God damn you. God damn you. Take away his points you gave him earlier. <laughs> no, it's all I have. <laughs> Take them from him. Yeah. <laughs> Stilgar has made a promise to uh, to protect the the ducal line to protect Paul. Uh, he has not sworn any such allegiance to Jessica, uh, but neither Paul nor Jessica know about this oath either way. But um, he's he's willing. To, <laughs> there is a funny scene because the other Fremen, as as Stilgar is sort of diplomatic and and and, and um, trepidatious, he's inquisitive, right? He's like he's a He's a smart, cool character. Mm-hmm. And the other Fremen are like, these are alone people in the sand. They're dead. You know what that means. Oh, and time, uh, to get, time to get our needles out. I mean, yeah, it's, it makes them sound like vampires because uh, <laughs> Jessica's like, oh, they just want us for our, they just want to drink our life's water. They We're drinking dr- good tonight, boys. Just, <laughs> it just, it makes Looks them out like to be cannibals. water's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so because Paul and Jessica are untrained in how to like live in the desert, uh, it's it's considered 
like an, a no, a non-starter to join a, a Fremen Siech. <laughs> Some combination. It's a it's a word used to describe a location and a group of people. So Stilgar has a Siech, which has a. It's sort of like if you're if you named your your gang's base the same name as your gang, I guess. Right. Okay. Stilgar Siech is the place and the people. Mm-hmm. Got it. Stilgar says that he has. He's going to take the boy in. Suck it. You know, nobody nobody died and made you Stilgar. So uh, <laughs> fall in That'd line. That'd be pretty weird. And they're like, these are not our ways. And he's like, I, dude, I'm, you sound like an idiot. <laughs> now, is Stilgar, Stilgar is like fully a Fremen? Stilgar is a, is a Fremen. He's a, it's a Fremen command. We don't have uh, any sort of proper titles, but he's a commander, a chieftain of some, right? Like, okay. Yeah. Um, he's up there. He's, Got it. he's a high-ranking Fremen man. And, but he's sort of a sympathizer to the Leto family. Uh, yeah, so he speaks on it. He, he, calls, he calls Leto an idiot, but he was a, he was a fair and reasonable idiot. Okay, <laughs> and that he'll, sure. he'll, honor, he'll honor his promises. Sometimes to that, the best to you the can group. hope for with government leadership. Yeah. And just, I, I know it's a little off topic, but I'm just double checking. And since we're asking who are Fremen, Kynes is a Fremen as well, right? He's fully a Fremen. Kynes is and is not. Kynes is our, uh, he's, um, he's an outsider who is like fully welcomed in and is, um, we know he is Liet Kynes. We know he's also a high ranking Fremen official, but he is not fre- himself Fremen. No. Okay. Got it. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Was. So I guess maybe it's like, what, maybe it's like when Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor. Like he's not American, <laughs> but he's a governor. <laughs> yeah. Welcomed into the governorship. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So all this talk about like drinking Jessica's blood has her kind of freaking out. And Paul's freaking out too. But uh, he is doing his level best because remember his mom, he got, he got scolded for being a, for being a panicky little bitch Mm -hmm. uh, by his mom. So he's like doing his best to, to look, be calm, cool, collect in this moment. Uh, Jessica sort of does some, some witch movement. I don't know. I don't know how fast she is. But apparently, quite quick. Sorry, which movement was it? Uh, <sighs> don't laugh. Don't you? <laughs> I, I hear you. <laughs> so inappropriate. Uh, uh, but she uh, she gets the drop on Stilgar. She uh, she uses her weirding ways to to get in close to get Stilgar by the neck. And uh, Paul, uh, Paul runs away. Sorry, when you say get him by the neck, do you mean like, like, do like kill him? Well, she's not. She has not killed him. Uh, it, we, it is not described if this is some sort of chokehold or if she's got a you know, a blade to his throat. She's got him, but she's got him. OK, like, compromised, compromised. OK, so wait a minute. Stilgar's literally standing there being like, no, everyone shut up. We're going to be nice to these two. And Jessica's like. No, 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 no. He said we're going to be nice to Paul. Jessica's still on the menu. Right, 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 right. Okay. He was nice initially, but he, when he knows who they are, he, Paul is the only person who he has sworn to take care of because uh, people in the desert are a waste of water who, if they're not trained in like how to survive. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh It's like, well, you're going to die eventually. So we might as well get like a whole Capri sign out of you. 
Oh my yeah. God, I was literally about to make a Capri Sun joke, Austin. Well, Get out of my fucking head. <laughs> also, I would appreciate it if you didn't steal my jokes before I can make them. Thank you That's very much. Your, I'm sorry. I will only say that once. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this this will lead to a little bit of a kerfuffle. Uh, Stilgar is like, eh, why didn't anybody tell me you were a witch? And um, <laughs> Why didn't you know like, you were a witch? <laughs> I wouldn't like, have drank your water. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah and she's like nobody took the time to ask like uh, yeah and and he's like can you teach me to be a witch <laughs> and she's like yeah dude no problem Whoa. and he's like can all my people be witches too and she's like yeah dude no problem <laughs> okay over promise and under deliver that's the way to go uh, but yeah, so now like Jessica's cool. Jessica's promised to teach the Fremen how to be how to be Benny Jesuit witches. And in this time, uh, there has been more more uproar from the rabble who are like, "These are not our ways." And that is when Stilgar <laughs> uh, slams somebody with worm faced, crawling, sand brained uh, piece of lizard turd. Oh wow! Shh, don't fuck this up for me. Don't you all want to be witches? I'm doing you a yeah, solid. This is going to be so cool. I was wondering when the <laughs> insult was going to go off. It was sort of a Chekhov's gun, this whole sequence. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it does sort of just get fired off at, at a random at a random guy on the... On, just a guy on the hillside <laughs> being uppity and just still going to slam him. Fremen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes you, Greg. You're not getting taught how to be a witch. Hey, shut yeah. the Everyone fuck else up. is going to be a witch. Hey, and you're fuck, gonna you. Be... <laughs> fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. Fuck you, Greg. <laughs> Call me Lizard Turd. Fuck off. I'm going over here. I'm going to this dude. I'm going to start my own tribe. Uh, then, uh, then as the deal is cemented, some more, some more Fremen kind of pop up from around the, from the, you know, rock bases. So this was, this was sort of the attack crew. That mm. showed up, and now the rest of now the now the normals the normals are welcome to join. Uh, with them will be a girl who uh, takes off her still suit hat and uh, appears to be the girl from Paul's future dreams. Oh, oh, I okay. see. I see. Is it Zendaya? That's Zendaya. That's oh Kate. shit! That's Mary yeah. Jane. That's Spider Man's Mary Jane. <laughs> okay, I'm, I can fuck with that. Finally, she arrives. Finally, she arrives. Thirty-one chapters in, she she's got uh, she's got some sandy sass to her too. The first thing she says to Paul is like, "You guys took the dumbest way up the top of the mountain. You know that, right? Because like, <laughs> if you come with me, like, and then she's like, no, seriously, come, just come with me. I'm gonna show you all the better ways up, so you can see." That you came up the stupidest way possible <laughs> to this to this spot. I need you. I need to see the look on your face <laughs> when you realize it for yourself. Okay, all right, that sounds fun. It um, does sound fun. The other. So, is this still all the same? What was the name for the like like a tribe, like a gang tribe? The Ch Ch. So, is this all the same one Ch of Fremen? Yeah, this is Stilgar Ch, and at the end of this chapter, we head out for the location Ch. We're with the tribe Ch, and they're going back to the to the base Ch. Okay, gotcha. So they're out, sort of traveling. Yeah, on a mission. On uh, a mission. You gotta water. check on your cactus gardens. Right. Yeah, that's the chapter, boys. That's cool. Oh, man. Okay. We've got a Zendaya. First sighting. (laughs) (laughs) 
A new Pokedex entry. <laughs> I like I, I like that she comes out swinging. Real like uh, Ygritte from Game of Thrones energy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that Herbert didn't immediately write her as sort of a waify rescue princess or something. I like how quickly and how easy it was to get Stilgar on Jessica's side when she's <laughs> just like, you could all be witches. And he's like, oh, oh no. Uh, are you kidding That's- me? <laughs> I've been I've been literally when I didn't get my Hogwarts letter, I thought I was done. You've just changed my whole fucking life. <laughs> well, thank you, Rory. That was another that was those four chapters. Those those four distinct bits you had to give us, and you did it very well. Well, thanks. Big big round of applause for Rory carrying this podcast on his back. This isn't good just... radio, but I'm doing I've got my hands clasped and I'm waving them over my shoulders. Ah, yes. I, I really like, uh, I feel like we're Statler and Waldorf and you're trying to do a one-man show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rory, this was, uh, this was, this, this set of chapters, I feel like was about as Dune concentrated as we can get. Like, I feel yeah. like it had a little bit of everything. It had Zendaya. It had Dunes. <laughs> it had Sandworms. It had witch water <laughs> yeah. free spice <laughs> free spice explosions um yeah it, it, it was it was jam-packed with all the stuff and aquaman that... even sang a song no he's no that's uh brolin isn't it oh you're right yeah it's you're right brolin sang a song is this episode are we gonna have to call this one a pre-spice <laughs> pre- wet win <laughs> Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. The Infinite Backlog is our extremely exciting Marvel podcast where we started at 1961 and we move forward with way too much reading. Wham, bam, pow. (laughs) And you get to hear almost every week Rory and Shane complain about how much reading it is. There's so much reading. It's always Warlock. (laughs) It comes out most Saturdays. Saturday Morning Tuesdays, you guys, it's the show that started it all. Uh, You can hear me, Rory, and Andy, and we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, (laughs) cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons from all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show. Maybe we're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. (laughs) And it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, And, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give, we would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. <laughs> Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.